If you want your project to look and sound better, bring it to the team that cares about your project, alphadogs.tv. When we last left our heroes, they were locked into a terribly important discussion. Let's drop in on them again as they plot the future. Now from the Top Dogs Kennel in beautiful downtown Burbank, it's the Terrence and Philip Show. Ah, once again, thank you so much, Gary. We miss you. Yep. The good ones go first. Yeah. Wait, that means we're going to last a long time, right? That's what I've got planned. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, you're listening to the Terrence and Philip Show. I'm Terrence Curran. And I'm Philip Hodgetts. And today I want to talk about one of my favorite subjects now. Recently, somebody called me out for saying editors are introverts. And I thought, hmm, this would make a great subject for a Terrence and Philip Show. Editors are definitely lonely. <laughs> Be a support person and get a phone call from an editor that doesn't work in a facility. They work in their own place. Chatty Cathy. Oh, yeah. They just want to talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's an interesting thing. I read a book written by Susan Keynes called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And I got to tell you, it changed my life because I finally realized, well, come out of the closet. I am an introvert. <laughs> right. <laughs> And a lot of things that I felt bad about myself and how I interact with others and whatnot are actually just how I'm wired because I'm an introvert. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So two introverts doing a podcast is like (laughs) bizarre. (laughs) Well, actually, it's – But I think we – I think it's a common misconception about what is introversion. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's what we're going to straighten out today. (laughs) (laughs) I I highly recommend that uh, you do read the book. Or if you don't want to take the time to read a book, at least watch Susan Cain's TED Talk on introversion. Dedicate the 18 or 19 minutes to getting sort of an overview. Oh, she also has a website, Quiet Rev. So Q-U-I-E-T-R-E-V dot com, which is awesome because it's got lots of links to lots of different articles uh-huh. and studies and whatnot. When I talk to people about trying to explain what the difference is between an introvert and an extrovert, because, you know, we think, oh, the introvert's the shy person over who's hiding in a book or something. And that's actually not true. And then, first of all, people aren't extreme one or the other in general. Yeah. You know, your shades of more or less. Let's not say gray. Yeah, I I was very careful to avoid that there. So the best example I found or the best sort of – I mean there's lots of online tests and and quizzes and pages you can go and read to find out am I more Mm -hmm. introverted, am I more extroverted or whatever. But the bottom line is and the best simple test that I've seen is if your batteries get charged – being around a lot of people, then you're probably an extrovert. If your batteries get drained being around a lot of people and then you recharge them being alone later on, you're probably an introvert. I really enjoy the company of groups of people Mm -hmm. for about two hours. Yes. And then please all go away (laughs) or I will. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing that unfortunately our culture, we in the U.S. or in the West, we idolize extroversion. You know, we make that the thing. You know, you got to go out there and be the guy who does it, you know, like that's something impressive. But when you start looking through history at, well, Here's, here's some – I just grabbed a couple off of the web today. Some famous introverts, Eleanor Roosevelt, Gandhi, Rosa Parks, Isaac Newton, Bill Gates, Albert Einstein, Elon Musk, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they, you know, they did pretty well yeah, being introverts. Yeah, so. yeah. And they're less likely to get you into things that you don't want to get into. <laughs> so one of the reasons that we 
behave the way we do is we're actually wired a little differently. Introverts' brains, the prefrontal cortex is actually has more gray matter in it than oh. an extrovert. And the prefrontal cortex is where you do most of your deeper thinking. We tend to, uh, because we're more aware of lots of detail, mm-hmm. that's part, one of the reasons we get overwhelmed when there's a lot of stuff going on, uh-huh. there's a lot of people or whatever. In contrast, when we're alone, we spend more time thinking about stuff, which is... Yeah. You know. But if, you, if there's some quiet around you, you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you're always out in a noisy crowd, it's really hard to, to think deeply about anything. I mean, yeah, exactly. And extroverts tend to use uh, – to thrive more on dopamine, uh-huh. the dopamine rush. Introverts tend to thrive more on the – see if I can pronounce this – acetylcholine, oh. uh, which is actually uh, – it's a neurotransmitter also, but it kicks in and makes you feel good when you turn inward. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's physiological reasons for it. 33 to 50 percent of the population are introverts. So we're not, it's not like, you know, the little bookworm in the corner thing, you know. So all of these are are obviously good points. They've done studies that are interesting that one of the big pushes in in the corporate universe has been the brainstorming sessions, right? Oh, yeah. And group meetings and all this kind of stuff, right? And they've found out that those don't work out so well because what happens is an introvert in a group meeting, or in a brainstorming session, won't really throw out the ideas as much. And because there's so much going on in the room, they're not able to reflect as much and think things through. The extrovert in the room will take charge and and will steer everybody along, whether they're right or wrong. And so a lot of the corporations or businesses that are paying attention to that kind of stuff now are going, okay, well, here's the thing we need to work on and everybody go think about it. And then we'll come back afterwards and sort of compare notes and whatnot. So it doesn't work as well in a group situation because if everybody's an introvert, you're not going to be talking and the extroverts will take charge and run things over. You see that difference in, I hate to use, I'm not being political here, but our current president is an extrovert and our previous president was an introvert. And you see the differences in the styles and in how, which one's more likely to get us into a war or to do something rash. So yeah, so these are the kind of things that actually make a good editor is that ability to sit down and look at the details, think things through, piece them together. So it's not a surprise to me that most editors are introverts. You could probably do a very simple test. Do you like having the client in the room while you're editing or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Yes. If no, equals introvert. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I found this one website and I was going down the list of the what makes you an introvert. You know, or how do you tell if you're secretly an introvert? And the questions that, that were, it was like for me, it was, yeah, duh. Do you find small talk incredibly cumbersome? Yes. Exactly. And boring. And why bother? (laughs) That's an introvert. You go to parties, but not to meet people. Yeah. I mean, going to parties is almost an obligation. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. In fact, we didn't go to a Super Bowl party this weekend because, Yeah. (laughs) There's three or four people out of the 20 or 30 that we know well enough to have a conversation with, and the rest is just noise. Yeah. And they're screaming at a game that you probably don't care about. I, I don't. Yeah, if you're an introvert, you may sometimes enjoy going to parties, but chances are you're not going because you're excited to meet new people. Mm. At a party, most introverts would rather spend time with people they already know and feel comfortable around. Editor's Lounge is a perfect example. I'm always hanging around with people. (laughs) Yeah, I do find that if it's a conference where I've gone by myself Mm -hmm. and where I actually don't know very many people or don't know anyone, Mm -hmm. I can pull myself out of that and work the room. 
Right. But if Greg and I are together, it just doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> yeah, because it's you're forcing yourself to do it. Yeah, it's yeah. not a natural inclination. No, no, yeah. Two introverts together at a party, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> be hanging out together. You often feel alone in a crowd. Always, yeah. Yeah, same here. Networking makes you feel like a phony. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what we're just talking about. I, <laughs> I was, I'm reading these and I'm going, oh, this is so funny. Okay. Yeah. You've been called too intense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a penchant for philosophical conversations and a love of thought-provoking books and movies? If so, you're a textbook introvert. Introverts like to jump into the deep end. My favorite compliment is you ask good questions. Yeah, exactly. If, you, if you're not asking me interesting questions that challenge, then yeah, why you're, bother? You're just wasting my time. It was yeah. back to the idle chat. Yeah, yeah. You're easily distracted. <laughs> Greg, Greg is constantly saying, yeah, I've got I get distracted by something. Oh, shiny. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen a new shiny object. <laughs> yeah. So it says, while extroverts tend to get bored easily when they don't have enough to do, introverts have the opposite problem. They get easily distracted and overwhelmed in environments with an excess of stimulation. <laughs> yeah. Well, the biggest downside to, to Las Vegas is the casinos. Oh, my God. They are, I mean, walking yes. through a casino lobby is yes. really it, challenging. It's draining. It is. Yeah. You get outside and you just go, <gasps> <sighs> Yeah. It's a palpable relief to actually walk outside. And, you know, our outside now is so, if it's of course, on the weekends because there's construction temporarily across the canyon. But, uh-huh. you know, when there's no construction, our area is so quiet. Yes. You can actually hear the birds around. Yeah. My favorite thing is to sit in my jacuzzi and just listen and watch and read. Here's another one for you. Downtime doesn't feel unproductive to you. No. One of the most fundamental characteristics of introverts is that they need time alone to recharge their batteries, whereas an extrovert might get bored or antsy spending a day at home alone with tea and a stack of magazines. This sort of downtime feels necessary and satisfying to an introvert. Yeah, yeah, it's like the recharge. Yeah, exactly. Giving a talk in front of 500 people is less stressful than having to mingle with those people afterwards. Yeah, probably. I've got. I've done it enough now that that probably is just learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a multi-layered thing about how confident you are in the presentation and stuff mm-hmm. as well, but probably generally true. Yeah, it's an interesting one because that's one of the ones like Barack Obama. People go, well, but he was such a good speaker. Yeah, but you don't see him after the speeches. Yeah, yeah. He would always disappear. He didn't go out and glad yeah. hand people. Yeah. When you get on the subway, you sit at the end of the bench, not in the middle. Probably not a consistent enough pattern. Yeah, hard to tell. We don't yeah. ride subways all the time. No, no. Usually in our cars. You start to shut down after you've been active for too long. Yeah, or around people too long. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You're in a relationship with an extrovert. You fail on that one, though. No. <laughs> well, because they tend to, introverts are drawn to extroverts because they like to ride their fun bubble, so to oh, speak. Oh, I see. So, yeah, my wife is an extrovert, and, uh, you know, her. There's, there's no fun bubble around us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah. Well, yeah, but you're doing the food to make up for it. So. Yeah, we, we we have our own kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, one of the things with going to NAB was she would always look forward to the AJA party. You know? Oh yes, dragging you out on the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> And that was just hell to me. It was just yeah. ah, sound, and you know, yeah. As long as the music's not too loud. I mean, loud is fine, but not. Um, well, it's, oh, it's legal now, so I can say that actually I like la- music louder when I'm stoned. Ah, that's right, it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> we can all say it now. <laughs> yeah. 
but I don't know what you're talking. Twenty nine point five percent tax. Whoa. Oh uh, yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. You know the black market for dope is not going no away. No. <laughs> it's not going away. <laughs> You'd rather be an expert at one thing than try to do everything. Yeah. Yep, same here. Been there, made, tried to make that mistake in the past mm-hmm. and failed miserably. Yes. Uh, you actively, in fact, that's, oh. find, that's balancing to what we talked about last show is the trade shows. Is that, yeah. yeah. I find I, I want less and less of that experience of yeah. getting out there. And, you screen all your calls, even from friends. Yep. <laughs> if you aren't in my contacts list, chances are you won't get answered. Yeah, and exactly. If you and if you don't leave voicemail, I'll just block you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I do have a friend that is, her basic number is always blocked. Mm-hmm. She has her own reasons for that. Uh-huh. So it's like, well, is that her or is that somebody else who's got their ID blocked? And Oh, right. So unless, oh, she, so, know, so unless, yeah. we text, unless she texts me ahead of time to say I'm going to call you, I'll just let it go to voicemail. Yeah, this it's funny because you may not pick up your phone even from people you like, but you'll call them back as soon as you're mentally prepared and have gathered exactly. the energy for the conversation. That is exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If I'm prepared for a phone call, I'm happy enough to make it. But right. I, I really have to work up to making a phone call. Exactly. Which is, seems like ridiculous, I think, to somebody who wasn't an introvert. Yeah. It's only a phone call. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's like, well, I've got to work up to it. Right. Which is why <laughs> I don't like getting incoming phone calls because they're – they're demanding my attention on that right now, and I might be focused on something else. Exactly. <laughs> See, I told you this. <laughs> I was reading through this just going, oh, my God, this is me. I love the quote from this guy. He goes, to me, a ringing phone is like having somebody jump out of a closet and go, boo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I do like having a nice long phone call with a friend as long as it's not jumping out of the sky at me. Yeah. 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 If you want to smooth out your workflow, translate between Final Cut Pro 10 and Premiere Pro or even legacy Final Cut Pro, or want to synchronize multiple sources at once based on time code, or do the sort of reporting that everybody has to do, then head over to assistedediting.com or intelligentassistance.com. You notice details that other don't. Yeah, which is which is odd because with Greg and I, Greg is actually better at detail in general, which is why he codes. Mm-hmm. I'm not generally a detail person. I'm more big picture, uh-huh. which is a good balance. But I find myself remembering details about conversations or things that happened that he doesn't. Yeah. So, so which seemed to me a little bit back to front, but I guess it's just part of this introversion. Well, it's it's the upside of being overwhelmed by too much stimuli, which is what we experience, yeah. is that introverts often have a keen eye for detail, noticing things that may escape others around them. Ah. Research has found that introverts exhibit increased brain activity when processing visual information as compared to extroverts, huh. which, again, more visual editors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in neuro-linguistic programming terms, NLP, People have a, an informational preference. Part of it's just modelling the way brains function, mm-hmm. and used a lot by salespeople to to mirror and empathise with somebody's language styles. And where Greg is largely auditory focused, mm-hmm. um, I'm visually focused. The other choice would be kinesthetic, which would just be like movie. Right. But easiest way to find out is before we had GPS, mm-hmm. would you prefer to ask somebody for directions, look at a map, or just drive around and hope you found it? You know, uh, ask somebody would be auditory. I, I would be look at a map. Yeah, I would. I was always the one that looked at the map, and yeah. just when driving around, look, hoping you find it was seems like so stupid. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't understand that part. But uh, NLP is really fun. I, I was fairly into it for a long period. Uh, uh-huh. it actually, it's very useful for understanding how people are thinking and empathizing with them. Just changing language. People who are auditory will use things like "Did you hear about?" Whereas a visual person will say, well, did you see on the news? Or oh. did you hear on the news? Did you see on the news? You yeah. Know? And if you are aware of that mm-hmm. in the other person, you can mirror their language 
and that will make them more empathetic towards you and you've got a much better chance of making the sale. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm just thinking even in relationships you know, with people, that yeah. would be good to know that, uh, yeah. Yeah, so now after 28 years of, together, as of yesterday, Greg, uh-huh. and I, um, Greg and I now cross-mirror. Yeah. So I use the auditory terms and he uses the visual terms because that's the opposite of what we normally would do, but what's the other person's informational preference. I notice him yeah. using visual language all the time, ah. which he never did in the first you know, 10 or 15 years of our relationship. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we've become so adept at mirroring each other that we now use the other's language rather than our own. That's good. Yeah. It's probably why you're still the other 28 years. 28 years, yeah. Yeah. And Congratulations. We've, we've worked together for at least 22 of those. Yeah, that's the amazing part to me. How you- <laughs> well, remember <laughs> the work together means we're working for the same company, but we're not usually working at the same time on the same project. Right. But still, I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a tough one, you know. It's not often pulled off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here's another one. Okay, you have a constantly running inner monologue. Oh, God, Yes. So apparently extroverts don't have the same internal talking as we do. Most introverts need to think first and talk later. <laughs> yep. 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 This is interesting. I thought this was pretty – you have low blood pressure. Uh, well, that's not me. Okay. <laughs> well, of course, yeah, there's going to be out, outliers. Yeah. But a 2006 Japanese study found that introverts tend to have lower blood pressure than their extroverted counterparts. Huh. Just, just completely apropos of absolutely nothing, but if you're looking for a way of, of lowering blood pressure without medication, yeah. I've had really, really good results with a thing called Respirate. Call what? Respirate, R-E-S-P-I-R-A-T-E.com. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, available at Amazon. It's outrageously expensive, but probably less than two or three months medication. And it's just a breathing exercise. It's basically guided breathing. Oh. What I really like is there's no weasel words in, in their marketing. Weasel words. Well, weasel words, LARP2. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. you know. Some people experience, you know, up, uh-huh. to, up to one megabit per second up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We, yeah. As uh, people point out, one kilobit up is perfectly up to. Yes, that's true. So, yeah. But this product does not use any weasel words. It says, you know, four times a week, 10 minutes a time, a minimum, uh, and you will, it will reduce your blood pressure. So so it's sort of like meditation in a way. I think it's very like meditation. I've actually found myself alternated nostril breathing. No, it's just um, it just basically under six minutes, uh, under six breaths a minute. Oh, okay. And there's a belt that tracks you to make sure they start at your breathing rate and track you down. Mm -hmm. And just guided breathing. Very like meditation. But I've tried to teach myself meditation in the past, and I get too distracted. Which is probably why this works, is there's a tone for mm-hmm. breathe in, there's a tone for breathe out. It's like, in, out, yeah. in, out. Well, you, get, you have to go spend a month in an ashram, right? Like yeah, the Beatles. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's apropos of nothing. But if, yeah. if you're over 40 or 50 and looking at the higher than expected blood pressure. That's a good, yeah. That's it's a good a, thing you know, me, there's no underlying pathology. So there's no, I'm, you know, I'm in pretty good physical condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really because I am somewhat volatile. That, you know, that huge peak because, you know, before I started on respirate, we've got a row of tack topic here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, you know, in a one week I had a 40 points difference between the highest and lowest blood pressure readings in, of systolic blood pressure in wow. the one week. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In fact, I could have 20 points difference 15 minutes apart. Wow. You know, half an hour apart. So I'm pretty sure that sort of volatility wasn't typical. Mm-hmm. Now in a week it's never more than 12 points apart. From the highest to the lowest reading over the week, and, there. and half an hour apart, same reading, give or take, you know, two or three points. Well, that's cool. So it's definitely been you know, completely un, un, um, paid for. I, 
I did not get paid to do this endorsement. This is simply because <laughs> we, we went and bought a second one for Greg. Wow. That's how good it is. Aside from that, introversion. (laughs) These are two introverts that did not have low blood pressure. (laughs) You've been called an old soul since your 20s. Uh-huh. I have now, as I am now, as I've always been, 24. (laughs) When I was 12, I was 24. Introverts observe and take in a lot of information, and they think before they speak, leading them to appear wise to others. Introverts tend to think hard and be analytical. This can make them seem wise. So. Fool some of the people some of the time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I've, I've learned it's all about the introduction into a new group or oh. to somebody. If you, know, if you get introduced the first time you come to Editor's Lounge and as, as some sort of guru and, and knowing your stuff, unless you really blow it, oh, yeah, that's everyone true. accepts that's who you are. <laughs> and if you get introduced to an immigration attorney as you know, a really smart person and you should handle it with ease, that's the way it goes. But if you, you know, get introduced to somebody as well, they don't really know what they're talking about. And <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the way it's going to go as well. Oh, yeah. So get a good introduction. Well, that's what they say. We're, you're supposed to wear good shoes the first time you meet somebody, right? Okay. Then you've got to clean the front of them because who cares what people think as you're leaving the room. <laughs> you don't feel high from your surroundings. Yeah. Neurochemically speaking, things like huge parties just aren't your thing. Extroverts and introverts differ significantly in how their brains process experiences through reward centers. Ah. Research has demonstrated this phenomenon by giving Ritalin, the ADHD drug that stimulates dopamine production in the brain, to introverted and extroverted college students. They found that extroverts were more likely to associate the feelings of euphoria achieved by the rush of dopamine with the environment they were in. Introverts, by contrast, did not connect the feelings of reward to their surroundings. So Uh. this is back to that, how we process. We're wired differently, Differently. you know? When it's a neurochemical difference. What the heck? You look at the big picture. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> when, when describing the way that introverts think, Jung explained that – is that how you pronounce it? I probably would have gone Jung, but, Jung? I, but I'm not necessarily knowing what I'm doing either. So Damn. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I've never actually said it before. I've only read it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Which is why for the first six months we lived here, we called it Sepulveda Boulevard. Oh. <laughs> To locals would know that as Sepulveda, yeah. <laughs> as do we now. <laughs> Young explained that they're more interested in ideas and the big picture rather than facts and details. Of course, many introverts excel in detail-oriented tasks, but they often have a mind for more abstract concepts as well. Mm. Introverts really do enjoy abstract discussion. Mm. And yeah, that's – yeah. Well, this one you don't have. You've been told to come out of your shell. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but but that's a learned behavior. Yes, I mean, because exactly. I was, you know, extremely shy as a teenager. You know, Same here. Yeah, really didn't want to socialize very much, didn't have a wide circle of friends in high school or mm-hmm. in church even. But it's it's a learned behavior. You can learn to fake it. Which is what I do. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I do find that I'm somewhat more – Gregarious, if I'm a little bit um, high. (laughs) (laughs) Chemically altered? Chemically altered. Probably a little (laughs) self-manufactured dopamine or something. (laughs) Okay, here's another one. You're a writer. Yeah. Introverts are often better at communicating and writing than in person. That's definitely. Text me. Don't call me. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, that's definitely. You alternate between phases of work in solitude and periods of social activity. Yeah, I've actually at times wondered if I was a little, what was it, um, Maybe high and you're low. Bipolar? Bipolar, yeah. Yeah. I've often wondered if I wasn't just a little bipolar at times because I seem to isolate between periods of high productivity and then periods of introspection. Yeah, same here. It's a... you know, it's probably not. It's probably just being an introvert. Oh, good. Yes. That's a on the lithium, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, introverts can move around their introverted set point, quotation marks, which determines how they need to balance solitude with social activity. But when they move too much, possibly by overexerting themselves with too much socializing and busyness, they get stressed and need to come back to themselves. This may manifest as going through periods of heightened social activity and then balancing it out with a period of inwardness and solitude. There's a recovery point that seems to be correlated with how much interaction you've done. We all have our own private cycles. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I think so, you've made your case, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, it was reading through the book and going through all the stuff. It was just – it changed my life. And just like you were just going, oh, wait a minute. I, that's okay. And yeah, that was yeah. really – for me, it was all these different things. I'm going, oh, well, that's okay. I understand why now and – that's okay. And it's unfortunate that our society in general is still yeah. focused on this you know, misconception, but hopefully we've put a dent in that. And yes, most editors are introverts, and that's okay. <laughs> it is. And speaking of editing, if you want to make your life easier as an editor, I would suggest that you go to intelligentassistance.com to find a lot of tools that Philip makes that will make your life easier. And my introverted husband helps a lot. <laughs> As I frequently say, I get credit for his good work. <laughs> well, you're the face uh, of the company. <laughs> and if you want to present an extroverted face to your media, bring it to Alpha Dogs for professional finishing of your audio and video materials. And thank you so much for listening today. Until next time, do something creative. Bye. You're an editor. We know you spend most of the month in a dark cave. So just once a month, get yourself out of the dark cave, away from the solitude, and be with other editors at the Editor's Lounge at AlphaDogs, editorslounge.com.